0: Is this Miss uh, Oishi? Yes,
1: hi Kai, how
0: are you? I'm fine, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks.
0: Um, thanks for agreeing uh, to this interview. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I'm
0: uh, Asian American and I consider myself an artist and I really wanted to find out more about other Asian American artists, um, yeah. mostly because I don't know too much about um, what, yes Asian American representation looks like in the art field for Asian Americans. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, wanted to do a podcast to Spotlight Asian-American artists.
1: Oh, well, that's great. Have you found many?
0: Um, yeah, I actually I interviewed someone yesterday and I've been, you know, sending out a bunch of emails um, Hoping that some people would respond and I've I've gotten a few responses. Yeah.
1: That's great. That's great I being in Ohio. uh, I don't know a lot of Asian-Americans period, Mm -hmm. um, let alone Asian-American artists,
0: but
1: um, I'm happy to talk to you.
0: Oh, oh, thanks i have like around 15 questions and you know if you don't like any just let me know and we can skip the question no for sure let it rip okay um so uh can you please state your name and profession or profession yes
1: so my my name is aj and last name is oishi o-i-s-h-i and i am a pointillist uh, an abstract pointillist, and i've been painting for about 15 years
0: um what is your ethnic background and what is your citizenship
1: So I'm a U.S. citizen, um, I'm half Japanese, Um, my father is full Japanese, and actually his mother was born in America as well. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, um, we border on the the third, the second and third generation, because my grandfather was born in Japan and my grandmother was born in America. Oh, cool. I'm
0: actually third generation too, on my mom's side, I think.
1: You're Japanese?
0: Uh, No, I'm actually, I'm Taiwanese, but. Taiwanese, okay. Yeah. are either or both of your parents artists or somehow involved in the visual arts field or industry?
1: You know, um, no, nobody is professionally um, an artist, um, but my father and my brother are both extremely creative. Hmm. So I grew up with my dad um, always drawing and doing very creative things. And my brother actually spent probably a decade painting and doing sculpture before I even started, but neither of them ever sold their work. Um, it was always out of pure hobbies. But there was a creative vein that ran through our family. I just happened to be the only one that took it on as a profession.
0: Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, could, can you please tell me a little bit about your experience, uh, either growing up as an Asian American person or, you know, as an Asian person of descent who immigrated to America? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, um, I grew up in um, a suburb of Seattle, mm-hmm. and I was one of two Asian-American kids in the school. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was about 14 years old, I moved to Seattle and started going to inner-city school um, that was 60% minority. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was the first time that I was ever identified by others as Asian, mm-hmm. um, and at least in my social world. Um, and I got to surround myself by a ton of Asian kids. Um, in regards to my family, my dad is one of uh, ten children, hmm. and my dad was actually born in the Japanese internment camps. Ah. And so his first three years of his life were in the internment camps, and he was the fifth child. So my grandmother and grandfather, um, you know, went through the war, having everything taken away from them, being. Yeah interned for three and a half years and then coming back into Seattle and figuring out how to get back on their feet um, with five children. And the the older I get, the more I realize the ramifications of the war and what it had, the effects it had on our family. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the predominant things is that when Japanese families came back to Seattle after the war, my dad said he did everything he could to try not to stand out as Japanese. Mm -hmm. So all of their names were English names, uh, they weren't taught the language, uh, they didn't, uh, they, they. we definitely have Japanese culture in our life, but it's very Americanized at this point, mm-hmm. because my dad said, you really had to try not to be Asian when they came back, right. um, which is really, really sad, right, because I think the language was lost, a lot of the culture was lost, and um, out of shame, almost, um, and I think the second largest thing that came out of that that has permeated through generations of my dad's family is the resilience that they got from that war experience. Um, and my dad and his family all still continue to live in Seattle and are all very bonded and um, really quite resilient people. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I guess you sort of answered this question already, but if you could dive a little bit more into detail about it, if you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, how connected sure. do you feel to your heritage or cultures?
1: Uh, you know, I am connected, definitely, um, through my family, and mm-hmm. also growing up in Seattle, there was a very large Japanese um, population that we grew up with, mm-hmm. and we um, participated in the Japanese community and the culture, the, the the different traditions that took place every year within Japanese tradition, mm-hmm. culture, or community. Um, I think as an adult, I grew up grew, We grew up with it, and I think mm-hmm. that um, since moving to Ohio and having my own children, mm-hmm. it's far less, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, my family definitely was a strong connection to my Asian heritage, mm-hmm. and my kids know it and are very proud of it, but they don't get to be surrounded with it like I was
0: growing up. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And you mentioned your, um, your dad and your brother being really creative and, I guess, being exposed to that when you were younger. Um, yeah. Did you major in art in college?
1: No, so I was an econ major. Mm. I got a, uh, I majored in economics, and I got a minor in sociology, mm-hmm. and for a decade, I worked in uh, very left-brain positions. Mm-hmm. I worked at The Gap, I worked at Nike, and then I moved into a project management role that I did for, for many, many years, and all of my work that I always did was very uh, project management, organizational, you know, very left-brain, mm-hmm. and I didn't really tap into the right brain. Creative side until I um, left work and started having my children. Mm. And I landed in um, Ohio, and um, I actually became friends with Steph Breitbart at that point. Mm. And her and Mr. Breitbart were collecting art, and I was looking at the art that they had, and I was thinking, you know, I think I could create art for my house that I would like. And so Mm. I attempted to start doing art, and I started painting. And within about two or three months, I uh, stumbled into my my medium, which is using a pencil eraser. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't paint and dotted. I don't know if you've seen my work, but um I sent a piece to Steph, and Steph said, I think you're onto something, let's do a show. And so that's how it started 15 years ago. But in uh, all honesty, prior to that, I hadn't done anything creative, and I definitely didn't study
0: art. <laughs> oh, that's really, really cool. Um, yeah. So, did you experiment with um, different mediums and I guess different styles before?
1: not really um when i when i first started i i literally went to the art store and i bought like you know a beginner's kit of paints and primary colors and i sat down and the first stuff that painted was like monkeys and elephants and stuff in my daughter's rooms Mm -hmm. and uh that was obviously not the art that i was wanting to hang on my walls but i wasn't really sure what i was going to do and uh one day i picked up a pencil and i dipped it in paint and i dotted and the preciseness of the circle i loved and so i did a five foot piece with all dots yeah. and that's how it started and um, I've never really branched out from that I've done different things like I've, all of my work has always been dots hmm. so I've tried different shapes or I've tried different things um, you know composition differently but my medium is always an acrylic and my medium is always using a pencil eraser
0: yeah um, well I was looking at some of your work earlier this weekend it was really cool how uniform every dot was and how you were able to um, make such a it looks really in depth um like there's a depth to the circle it's not just flat or 2d um like it, it gets really light in the middle for some of your pieces and it looks yeah really spherical and i thought that was really cool how you could get that uh precision
1: yeah i mean so really what drives me is color mm-hmm. and over the years if i look back at some of the stuff that i did in those first few years i cringe because i just didn't understand color well uh, but over the years, I've really been able to understand how to mix my colors, how to gradate my colors, um, and which colors to incorporate into my pieces. And so I'm able to now create a movement. There's almost a movement with my pieces from the light to the dark. Yeah. Um, and that's purely by color. The symmetry of my art comes from, um, it was, uh, I use engineering compasses mm. to create the circles. Yeah. Um, and so I create that first, and then from there I start nodding. Um, in a pretty uniform matter manner, I, I'm kind of I have a an unwritten pattern that has emerged over the past 15 years that happens with my dotting, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I recently broke my my elbow on my oh. right arm, oh. and I had to I had to try to paint with my left hand, mm-hmm. and you know after doing this for so long, you start to think, oh geez, anybody could probably do this, and I had to paint with my left hand, and my husband who who works with me, he said it, it it kind of looks like a kindergartner did it, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. The, the pattern that has emerged with my work is definitely like a fingerprint unique to my my particular pattern i guess
0: yeah that's really cool and i guess on like the subject of i guess pursuing art professionally um i'm wondering what were your parents reactions to you uh, shifting to pursue art and you know if they support your art career now
1: oh my gosh totally um i don't think anybody would have thought that at 35 years old i was going to start painting and I would have turned it into a business that um, is doing as well as it is these days. Um, but yes, my parents, my, my mother just passed away at this point, but mm-hmm. yes, they were absolutely pleased. My brother is totally pleased. My brother actually has basically a museum of my art. He's got so much of it, as well as my dad. Um, yeah, they're, they're very, very supportive. And you know, the problem came from, I can imagine that younger artists might have a harder, because it's hard to break through into the art world mm-hmm. as a young as a young artist. And uh, because I started at 35 years old, um, it, I think it was more easily accepted by everybody.
0: Hmm. Um, what are some of your projects that you're like the most proud of?
1: Um, one of the projects that I did actually was not with a pencil eraser. Um, it was a job. At, you're, you're in San Francisco, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> have you ever heard of the San Francisco showcase house?
0: Uh, I've heard of it. I I don't think I've, like I've heard of it in um, some articles and things like that.
1: Yeah. So once a year, a foundation picks a home um, in San Francisco, and then they um, choose the top interior designers to go in, and they really each interior designer is given a separate room, mm-hmm. um, a separate bathroom, the kitchen, whatever, and they get to do whatever they want to do. And it just becomes a showcase home, and. Uh, I think this was about four or five years ago. One of the houses on uh, Marina Boulevard was um, chosen, and it wasn't like the Pacific Heights Grand Mansion homes that had been picked previously. Mm-hmm. And the the whole outside of it was just white stucco. And Stephanie um, put her name in to do a mural on the outside of the house for the show, and they chose my work. And this is where the color, you know, comes in. Right. I created um, a, a you know, a beautiful bullseyes, um, uh, that we then painted onto the house. It took us four days to paint onto the house. And it was a, a collaborative effort between me, my husband, um, my brother, who's an engineer at Boeing, um, as well as Steph and her, and her whole crew of ladies who came in and helped us get that on. That was really, really fun to see that come together. Yeah. Um, and then I think that the other one that was really great is just one that just recently finished. It was, a it's for a firm in i think it's in san francisco south san francisco called cytokinetics and it's my largest commission that i've ever done Hmm. and it was 13
0: really large scale paintings that um i just shipped and they just arrived in san francisco that one was pretty exciting yeah that's really cool so like the whole like the house with the mural was like a really big canvas and you could yeah that yeah that sounds awesome
1: it was cool we had to figure out how to create a compasses a compass that would allow me to draw you know 24 um, foot circles, yeah, and so you know, and, and figuring out how to create a fulcrum and, and, and do this on a crane and then hand paint these these um, three bullseyes that went under the house. It's on my Instagram if you look through it, it's yeah. very, it was a really fun project,
0: yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so could you describe like your dream project, maybe something that you've always like really wanted to do, but you know, things just never really lined up for it? Oh,
1: geez, I am. I continue to be surprised by the opportunities that I get, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I'm always just pleased with whatever comes my way. I don't. I think that, um, you know, my goals tend to be on a on a yearly basis. My goals are about how to make sure that my galleries have the best work possible, mm-hmm. and um, it's hard to keep up with with what the galleries need and keeping them in inventory and. Um, so I can't say that I have any big project that I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's about how do I run my business um, in the best way for those that are supporting me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm always chasing my tail. So mm-hmm. I, I'm always uh, behind. I haven't been able to hit that yet. So I think that that would be, you know, probably my, my biggest project would be to actually get all my galleries fully in inventory with fabulous work that they were able to show. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, so what are some obstacles that you've encountered, you know, as any, being an Asian American person in the art world?
1: An Asian American person in the art world? Yeah. I don't think I have had oh. barriers. I think, you know, the art speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And especially as my art is, um, is put out there through my, my galleries. Mm-hmm. I have seven galleries in the United States and Canada. And... I, uh, you know, my name is Asian, Um, it's also not male or female, so Mm -hmm. I I feel like um, the art speaks for itself, and that's what I love about it, and that's what I'm aware of as, you know, uh, a mature artist, is that um, I'm not worried about if someone doesn't like my work, Mm -hmm. uh, where I think that may have been something that would have held me back as a younger person, as a younger artist, and so, if anything, I feel like if I get the chance to meet a client, and I'm and they, they see that I'm Asian, mm-hmm. I think it typically helps. Hmm. I, I don't, I haven't been set back by it at all. Yeah.
0: Um, what about in like, you know, the non-art world, just being an Asian American person in general, have you faced any obstacles um, there?
1: Um, I know my family has,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, obviously growing up Asian after the war, it was uh, a huge disadvantage. Um, I think my brother probably has, uh, just as a, a, an Asian male, has probably come up against more prejudice than I have. Mm-hmm. I think that moving to Ohio, the I'm pretty optimistic, Kai, so I don't let too many things uh, get under my skin or bother me, but mm-hmm. I think that there is an underlying ignorance mm-hmm. in Ohio to, um, to diversity. Mm-hmm. And um, I watch with my daughters, who are quarter Japanese, um, in a predominantly white school um field questions like um are are, are you chinese mm-hmm. um no are you well you know it's like what kind of asian are you or are you you must be chinese if you're, Jap- if you're japanese like there's there's such an unbelievable ignorance to, to being uh, asian american here um but I don't think I've been prejudiced by it. Mm. I just me and my girls have had to field dumb questions. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've been there too, um, and I totally get it. It's just it's really tiring, and yeah.
1: It's a it's uh and you know my young my, my youngest is 12. Mm-hmm. She's been fielding questions from predominantly young white boys. Yeah. For, since she was like in kindergarten, yeah. and we're like, oh my goodness, this, you know she has the right answers. She understands how to answer them. Um, and my, my middle daughter actually had a very good friend of her ask her if she was if she considered herself Asian or white, mm. and Lily said Asian, and the girl told her well you're not you're white, mm. and Lily had to say well I know you see me as white, but if you came to Seattle and you saw my family you would understand that I'm Asian. Yeah. <laughs> she had to explain it. <laughs> yeah,
0: wow, that's that's really tough. Like, it's especially at such a young age too, since kindergarten.
1: Yeah. Oh. But I think that probably speaks to the Midwest um, systemic racism that happens. You know, yeah. they don't even realize that asking
0: those questions just comes across as yeah, ignorance and stupidity of it. Yeah, um, yeah. So on, like my next question. Um, so, are there any like Asian American artists or creatives who have previously inspired you or currently inspired you, if any?
1: Well, Yayoi Kasuma, uh, do you know who Yayoi is?
0: Oh, yeah. She does the um, really cool sculptures with the dots, like the pumpkin. And and the with the dots. Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, everything is dots with Yayoi, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I love seeing, and I actually was just down in Miami at Art Basel, which is a big international art fair, and I got to see a Yayoi in person, which was really cool. Wow. Um So I think she's, she's probably one of, you know, I just love seeing all her stuff, because I'm also dots mm-hmm. obsessed. I'm, I have to force myself not to wear daughter clothes or i'm going to turn into a lady <laughs> um so that's that's one um and then i do follow um some different um asian artists um i don't even know their name i'm looking at their instagram their work is very very different from mine um kenji what is his name i'll tell you just because it's amazing if you should look at it. kenji um kenji hoji uh, is one of the artists I've been following lately and his color is really fantastic mm-hmm. he kind of has dot like work um but his, his um what's amazing about it is the shadows that he's able to create
0: yeah oh with the um, the, the I guess it's like the brush strokes
1: yes yeah. it looks like the paint is off of the canvas mm-hmm. yeah. um left in jihoshi and then there was one other guy let see Yeah, I mean, there's not a, a ton mm-hmm. that come across my feet that I watch, but um, there's one other one that's very abstract, um, black and white mm-hmm. artists that I like, that's Japanese.
0: Yeah.
1: That's I don't actually see quite a, there's not a large presence of Asian American or African American artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a client who was an African American in my community, and they were looking to You know build on their collection and they were saying do you know very many african-american artists that you can point us to Mm -hmm. and i went and i'm looking at all my galleries rosters of of artists and there just really isn't a a ton. yeah it's it's pretty crazy
0: um so does that like affect you i mean i'm i'm not sure if it does but does it affect your work in any way um what part um sorry uh i guess i guess knowing that there aren't a ton of asian-american artists
1: I don't think it affects my process or the production of my work, but I I would most definitely like to see more. Just mm. as much as I would like to see more female artists. Yeah. And I also want to see um, you know, female art the, the price of female artist art to be reaching that of men's. It's mm. it's very simple, you know, when you I think there's is it only fifteen percent of museum artists are, are women. Yeah, so
0: some you know low yes. number, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like to see that. I'm assuming that the price of, of um, you know female art is probably less than men's. So yeah, I would like to see that more. And I'm happy that my galleries get to have um, my diversity mm-hmm. on their roster. Yeah.
0: Um. So if you could give like any advice to your younger teenage self, like you know if you wanted her uh, to mm-hmm. like pursue art at an earlier age or anything like that, like what would, what would you what would you tell them?
1: Well, I would tell myself, and I would tell any the same thing that I tell artists that I speak to now that are young, Mm -hmm. is don't worry about what people think of your art. Mm -hmm. Like I believe that everybody, there's a niche for everybody, and when you find what you want to express in your art and you focus on that, there's going to be people who like it. Mm -hmm. And I think you can fine-tune your color and you can fine-tune your skill, always. You can always grow and get better. Um, But I would... I would always point out to young artists to not be dissuaded by everybody's opinion because there's usually someone out there that is going to like your work. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: I keep trying. Yes, yeah. keep trying.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have any upcoming projects which you're like really excited about and you know if you're willing to share or allowed to share? Um, with yeah. Me? yeah.
1: Well, we just finished. Um, so Stephanie just went to Miami and did Art Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the Art Basel, Art, art shows,
0: but
1: uh, Art yeah. Basel... Do you know? Uh,
0: no, I'm not familiar with it.
1: So Art Basel is an international art show that originated in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and they've grown. And Art Basel does three shows a year: one in Hong Kong, Basel, Switzerland, and Miami. Mm-hmm. And Art Basel is humongous, and there it carries a luch of art, so just you know, really, really high end art. Yeah. And what happens is that when Art Basel shows up in these cities, it creates like forty offshoot satellite art shows, yeah. and Uh, In Miami, the second biggest art show is called Art Miami, and Steph Steph has been trying to get into Art Miami for about ten years, Mm -hmm. and she got into it um, this year, and she took my work. So um, this was probably my tenth year going to Art Basel to get inspiration, and this was the first
0: year that I got to actually hang my art in the show. So that was a big accomplishment. Wow! Um, congratulations. That's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and lastly, I guess you have any final thoughts, and alternatively, if you have any, you know, questions that you want to pose to me, or, like, the greater, um, Asian American art community.
1: Well, what kind of art do you
0: do? Um, I do a lot of, like, pencil art, um, you know, like, anime, or manga-type yeah. art, um, I've been trying to branch out more, um, I actually recently submitted, like, a portfolio, like, not, like, a super high-end one, but just, the you know, works that I've, um, super proud of to like uh, to some of the colleges that I'm applying to um, yeah so that included like a lot of some realism and yeah um, some abstract artwork yeah. well um thank you for agreeing to um, this interview it was super helpful' it was awesome to learn more about your story and um, hear more about uh, your art and yeah it was just great new code